There have never been more options for your next vehicle, but the right choice has never been clearer. That's because Toyota has a high-performing hybrid built for your exact needs, like the stylish all-new Camry XSE Hybrid and Venza, the spacious Highlander and all-new Sienna with more cargo space, and the fuel-efficient and high-performing RAV4 Hybrid. Toyota hybrids save you time and money, filling up less often at the gas station. And of course, all with 10-year, 150,000-mile warranty on new models. Take the next step. Visit Toyota toyota.com slash hybrid or your local Toyota dealership to learn more. ¿Qué tal amigos? Mi nombre es Roman Rojas y Tremenda Vaina es el podcast donde te contamos cuatro historias que desafían la realidad. De las cuatro historias solamente una es mentira. ¿Cuál será? En el último episodio de Tremenda Vaina te contamos de un muchacho en China que vendió una parte de su cuerpo para comprarse un iPad. ¿Será verdad? ¿Será mentira? Suscríbete en iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify o tu plataforma favorita. También nos puedes seguir en Twitter, Instagram o Facebook. El mundo enfrenta una pandemia. Encuentre respuestas y acceda a información veraz y confirmada en el especial de NTN24 sobre coronavirus COVID-19. Escuche los contenidos de NTN24 en su plataforma de podcast favorita. All right, guys. In honor of the Super Bowl halftime show with our Latinas divas, J-Lo and Shakira. The goats. Yes. Who would you have performing in your dream Super Bowl halftime show? Mike? Oh, I, uh, 1991 was a great year. Uh, I was only like two years old, but I remember. <laughs> and one of my two favorite artists was Vanilla Ice and Hammer. What? So they would be, those two would be, we have Ice Ice Baby and, you know, Hammer Time. So those would be my two, but I would tell, I would tell Hammer not to wear his famous thong that he likes to wear. Remember Bumps in the Thump? I tell him not to, you know, rock that. What about wow. the pants though? I could see you wearing his pants. Oh no, I'm, I'm working out for that. <laughs> Carmen? <laughs> Nailed it. Um, oh my goodness. Honestly, this was my dream Super Bowl show. I kid you not. Was anyone else not in tears at watching this? I mean, tears. I've loved Amazing. Shakira since I was a little girl, eight years old. You mm. know what I'm saying? Um, ojos así, you know, like, come on, that was, you know. I wouldn't I would not change a freaking thing. And then on top of it, they brought Jay Balvin and what? Bad Bunny out. It was perfection to me. So I would not change a freaking thing. Thank you, God. Thank you, 2020. It wow. was amazing. I just have to go with like two of my favorite artists of all time. I'd love to see a collabo with Amy Winehouse and Biggie Small. Ooh. Okay, now. Uh. All right. That's where I would go. Well, wow. I'll go, go with Freddie Mercury from Queen. Oh, yeah. Oh, and, yeah. And the greatest entertainer of all time, Michael Jackson. Oh. The Latinos Out Loud podcast. Oh, I had to kick my leg up with that one. Yo, what's the deal, man? What's up? You know what this is? What is it? You guys guess. You look very, very unsure. This is an AM radio morning show. No. Okay. This is the Super Bowl after party. Yes, in a way. Latina yes. power. I'm still shooketh. <laughs> <sighs> yes. 
Any other guests, Frank? You know what this is? Uh, this is the Latinos Out Loud show. Wow. Oh, well, it's oh. kind of something like that. It's the Latinos Out Loud podcast. Yeah. That- uh, yes. Hi, I'm one of your hosts, Rachel La Loca. Hi, Rachel. Hi. Uh, my name is Michael, um, a.k.a. Mike uh, Diaz. Hey. Okay. <laughs> hi, I'm Carmen Mendoza. Carmen oh, Mendoza. Yo, you sound like... You sound like Carmen Mendoza, yo. In the flesh. Oh, wow. She came with her pendulum again. Oh, boy. No, that got me in trouble last time. How did it get you in trouble? I don't know, man. We were asking questions about... We were were putting mic on blast. It's all right. I know how people act when I'm not here. Except that when the cat is out, whatever, the mice be playing and stuff. When When the cat's home, the mice are washing the the dishes or something. The cockroaches come out or something. I don't know. And who else, Frank? Hey, I'm uh, Frank Nibs here. Frank. Shout, out, shout out to Jamie Fernandez. Um, uh, Jamie Fernandez, Frank Nibs. <laughs> oh, I see. That, that was cute. Combine Thanks. the names. Yeah, okay. Jay Ferns. <laughs> Jay, <you> Ferns. <laughs> Jay Ferns. Well, thank you for filling in. Yes. That was so sweet of you. Thanks, Thanks for having me. It's been a minute, right? Yeah. Was the last time? yeah this is the Halloween was the last episode. Wow. wow. We went through a whole season. Can you believe it? Wow. Yeah, like a whole equinox. A passed. whole season. We're in a whole new year. A whole new, new decade. A whole new decade. How's tw- 2020 must have been pivotal for you in your spiritual being? I suppose. I'm having a wonderful time. I don't know. I feel Good. better than ever. Good. Getting older is kind of good, right, you guys? I don't know. Yeah, I would agree. You're just like... <laughs> Everybody's looking at me. Frankly, I got the most experience. Tell us, old wise right, one. I have the you most know. experience in this scenario, yes. Let's ask I'm the wise you. old owl. Okay. Mr. Owl, how many licks does it take to get to the Tootsie Roll Center of a Tootsie Pop? <laughs> well, if you're Shakira, maybe three. Did you see her last night? Oh, I wow. Wow. Shit. Was that a- I loved it. Are you kidding me? That was amazing. <laughs> no, okay. No, no. What are we? First of all, this is an audible medium, so not everybody can see what you guys are doing with your tongues. Uh, if you want to describe that action, we're doing like a call. It's it's okay, uh, like a high pitched vocal sound that represents trills of joy. Yeah. So wow. it's like I mean, y'all have heard that. It's it's you know, it was a shout out to her, you know, her uh, Lebanese background. Yes. And also, you know, it's it's something that is commonly you know said in Barranquilla where she's from so I mean come on y'all I, I've heard that before when she did it I was like oh I went <laughs> yeah. crazy I was like all of these white folks are gonna freak out I'm like yeah. this is the best people have been freaking out over the- yes Fox Ooh. News was all up in my feed like what was that so what do you guys think about this uh, oh, performance last night thanks for what? asking for the super Latina bowl yes seriously power uh, Power. I've right watched now. it how many times? I've watched it already, I think six times. Six only? That's a wow. 15 minute show. Come on, Frank. That's a 15 minute show, six times. I'm not going to do the math right now. <laughs> and all those entrances and exits and God. choreography and freaking love the this. pole and the stick and oh, J-Lo my God, was amazing. the props. J-Lo. I mean, JLo, Shakira. Shakira, both of them were amazing. Come on. The rope. Oh, it was like a game of Clue last okay. night. Watching <laughs> Shakira played a guitar. She it's played Miss the drums. She belly danced. Rope. Do you, you know, like she she put in the work. She she crowd surfed. Yes, she yeah, did. Yeah. This yeah. bitch is a boss, man. She waka waka. The whole day I was like, waka waka. I'm already learning the choreography. So I'm like, this is a little <laughs> controversial what I'm about to say, but Uh-oh. when they did the booty shaking, I didn't know which butt was which. Shakira came through. Like, Shakira, you know, yeah, yeah. You, you didn't know, know which butt was which. She's been working out. I didn't know. Shakira's butt? Shakira's? 
That's Shakira's not known for her butt, and I was like, hold up, yeah. Shakira. She, she's a genius, man. Their she, bodies are beautiful, yeah. both of them. How, yes. how old is uh, J Lo? Fifty one, I think. Wow, yeah. and, and Shakira is forty three, I believe. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's so crazy now. Like the Super Bowl, like everyone watches it, even the Family Dog, and it's like. <laughs> All the women are just like, oh my God, what is halftime? Yeah, my dog why was humping the television. He was warning me. Oh, why is that coach calling timeout? I want the I want the uh the the, the show. I want Jayla and Shakira. Literally. And then that was it. And then it's like everyone takes turns. Like everyone, all the dudes sit in the front of the TV, like oh, yeah. right on the TV, and then halftime they switch. They switch. It's the like a changing of the guard. Was that yeah. true this time around though? Because uh where I was, everybody was glued, everybody's eyes were glued to Well, the TV. I feel like the men once they saw what was happening they were like hey wait uh, grab that wing and let's go I've been seeing all these memes like there's this meme on Complex that's like this guy watching a video and he's like trying to watch the Super Bowl secret on your phone without your girl catching you because that Super Bowl was fire it was I feel like all the women were doing play by plays but more like of what we saw during the dancing right it was like quick quick she's doing the Lebanese stomach thing look in Z formation this bitch is nasty (laughs) she nasty okay but also all of the political messages the cages the cages oh my god oh my god and there's and if you think about let's get loud I never thought that song was deep but oh my god slow it down you put a girl yeah. in a cage and it's deep. So JLo's daughter has Mark's voice, huh? Yeah. Because she was really good. She hit those notes, she baby. Hit those notes. JLo was like, oh my God, I wish I had that. Why did you get that? Oh Lord. <laughs> what do you think white America was thinking about seeing that after the NFL? What had? did your best friend say? I mean, people were shocked. They never seen anything like that when it comes to a halftime show. Honestly, white America, like white media, Fox News, like if you looked at the headlines, the, the tongue, the tongue is what freaked everybody out that was the major takeaway for these dummies which I'm kind of happy about because at least you don't hear them hating about the cages or the Puerto Rican flag that was well, that know. was another thing the Puerto, yeah, the Puerto Rican, Rican yeah. flag was mass sneaky you're right. in the US <laughs> yeah. I thought it was genius. like a hologram I'm like yeah. wait a minute one side is the US and the she, other side is oh. the Puerto Rican flag no oh. some people thought it was a Cuban flag too oh my <laughs> god it was all the flags that dummies. was you Frank before the show hey honey, isn't that the flag of Antigua where we know. went on vacation in the bungalow one time with the kids Yo, Mike, I didn't know J-Lo was Cuban. Why she had the Cuban flag behind her? Yo, what is it, the Cuban flag or the Dominican flag? I think that it just, the the thing that I really feel like the tongue thing dominated the headlines, and fine, whatever, but it just goes to show that you cannot deny, like, the unstoppable force of Latino culture being universal. You know what I'm saying? Like, it is universal. Um, there was a lot of social media backlash. You want to talk about what some of the things, uh, some of the topics that came up? Because you guys mentioned the booty shaking. If you want my personal opinion, I think the booty shaking is now part of our culture. Mm. And I think that asks a different question altogether. It's like, Mm. my generation, that would have been a little, uh, you know, inappropriate. You know what I mean? But nowadays, when I watch my girlfriends and their children in these national dance competitions, they're also doing these moves and they're seven years old. So So it's like desensitizing the the booty shaking. Is it the new normal that this is part of our culture and not so much a sexual thing anymore? But what I do have a problem with, and, and then I'll pass the mic is like the total shaking. Oh. There were specific camera angles, at least two of them that I caught where there were like, you know, not zoomed in, but very clear shots of the totos being shaken. And I'm like, is that? I'm going to have to go back and look. I just know that like crotch shot J-Lo did with the knees. They both had crotch time. And, you know, I don't know. Is all the booty shaking necessary? Is a pole necessary? Um, I open the floor. I think it's art. Yes, me too. 
Yes, Didn't we yeah, have yeah. the gentleman Adam Levine last year? He took off his shirt. Yeah, he was half nude. He was half he nude. He had Toto shots too. There you he go. Yeah. Zoomed in his Toto. You no, know, nobody and said no, anything. I anything don't about his think toto. he had a Toto shot. He had a Toto shot. We had Janet Jackson a few years ago that ripped off everything on top. And that was, yeah, that was we a saw teta a nipple shot. there. That was, uh-huh. <laughs> a teta shot. You know, teta teta shot. That was a crazy looking nipple. And honestly, you know, like, sorry to say, that was a man. That was a man. It to the left. I'm like, yo, why is there a nipple to the left? I've never seen that before. <laughs> and then some of the other backlash, unless there's any other comments on the Toto shot. I'm just going to have to watch it, you know, screenshot it and zoom in and see what that was Where all the about. Toto was. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure there that... are male group texts out there with these pictures being yeah, shared Frank's. somewhere. <laughs> Sorry, Carmen. <laughs> no. I, I want to see the text. I laugh because Send me true. the text. Yes. Let me in on the chain. <laughs> uh, Toto. The ass shaking, honestly, like she did some like, uh, I mean, I don't know, man. Ass shaking is... That's art. It's art, man. Come on. There's nothing bad about it. It does not, not everything needs to be hypersexualized. You know, like if you look back at some of these traditional dancing, Afro-Cuban dancing, African dancing, you know, like the Calypso dancing that they were doing. You know what I'm saying? It's like anybody can do that. Boys, girls, men, women. We just need to. Carmen is a professional dancer. Um, You know, and then Uh, the other thing was that there was no Afro-Latina representation. Uh Uh-oh. Others were saying that there was Afro-Latina representation. There were many dancers yeah. right on the front line um, that represented the Afro-Latina segment. And uh, what not only on that? the stage, but behind the scenes, too. I know Shakira used like a choreographer from Barranquilla, this 18-year-old girl that she like discovered on Instagram. Wow. Jennifer Lopez used Paris Gopel. I forget what her name is, but she's like that big time choreographer that does, you know, Justin Bieber and all of these people. So, um, so I think they were represented behind the scenes and on the stage. And I'll leave you with this question. Question: Where was Pitbull? Ooh. Where was he? Damn, that's a good point. On yeah. our next episode, we have Where him as was our he? next guest. Pitbull, oh, really? If, if you want to clear the air, Pitbull, come on the Latinos Out Loud podcast. We will give you the Ouch. platform and the microphone to tell everybody and where you were. Not. Wow, Mr. Wow. Three Hundred Five, Mr. Was worldwide. not Mr. Was, <laughs> he was worldwide because he was everywhere but the actual Super Bowl. Ooh. So. That was Frank that said that. Let me talk about FIT real quick, if I may. I want to just give a big shout out to my girl, Denise Pesante, the wife of Ramon Pesante. Past guest. He's actually our eighth guest ever. Filmmaker, representing BET. Um, I want to shout out Denise. She brought me to FIT, you guys, to work with her student activities board group on, on stage presence and feeling confident in delivering presentations and pitches and then we did a little bit of improv and building the connection with one another on stage, which is what we must do in sketch, right? Mm-hmm. And it really opened up a whole other world for me and that maybe I can package this and bring this to other students. So I'm scheduled to go to another school in LES in a few weeks to do this. Wow. And it feels really good. Look at tour. I'm on tour for the kids and I really, really enjoy it. And they're bringing me back to FIT in a few weeks. So shout out to Denise again. And I'm really enjoying just helping instill confidence on stage and feeling comfortable in your skin and projecting your voice with these kids. Oh my God. So can we like role play? Can you pretend like we were the class when you did that and you could just start with your opening monologue? Why would I do that? You know, I cannot (laughs) give away. You never know. You have listeners that may want. 
to have you there and they're going to know what you're about. You're expanding your business here. Well, I'll give you a teaser of some of the content. So we do a lot of improv activities. That's always a good icebreaker. Zip, zap, zap. Oh, you know, I love zip, Some zap, numbers, zap. you know, zip, so zap, everybody zap. can count zip, to zap. 20 in the room without jumping on each other. <laughs> and, you know, okay. for college students, I don't know if you guys remember that time in your life where it does it can affect your sense of confidence in that you're now in this big, huge school. Yeah. It's not high school anymore. Mm. This is your career. You know, this is your stepping stool to your career. Mm. So a lot of kids at this age, and, and I speak from experience, having taught at the college level for a few years at Brooklyn College, you know, some of the freshmen and the sophomores were more like quiet and like, you know, hey, I'm just taking this class because it's a cool elective. Um, but then the seniors are like, yeah, you know, ready for the world and more outspoken. Anyway, I say that to say that these kids are more of the like um, lower classmen, freshmen and sophomores. And I help them really engage with the room that they were in. So greeting the room, and we often do this at Hilarious, it's one of our opening mm -hmm. activities, where we simply just go to the furthest point in the room that we can and say hello to it. And we okay. make sure that that point in the room heard us, because that's where your voice is going to have to go once it's filled with hundreds of people. Wow. Mm -hmm. So, so activities like that. you really like far that. in the other room, do you just text hello to the other person in the other room? or <laughs> You guys know how it is. You yeah. know, when people are paying for a ticket to see one of our sketch comedy shows, or when there are 700 people in the audience at the Fashion Institute of Technology, you want to be able to know and feel confident that every single person in every single seat heard every single word that you have to say. Wow. Wow. It's powerful. Right? Sold. They're so lucky to have you, Rachel. I you think got that's like three clients. Place. I predict three new clients. And then Denise went as far as to extend an invite to the live Jesus and Mero show Whoa. at the Fashion Institute of Technology on Friday, which our very own interns and Tibby went to. Tibby. Tibby. Tibby, Here. how was it? It was awesome. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Jesus and Mero. Uh, they, were, they were saying over and over again how they almost canceled uh, ah. because they were tight on time because they're coming from Atlanta. So they literally had uh, three hours of sleep. They flew private. I seen that on Instagram. Shout yeah, out to man. them flying private. So Peterborough Airport, okay? Shout out to them for, for being badasses in terms of content and everything else. Yes. Uh, the show was great. I easily felt like the oldest person in the room in the audience. Por qué? Because it's a bunch of college kids, like 24, oh. 21. See, if you had met with Rachel Pryor, she could have given you some exercises and then when you were with them, <laughs> you would have been, okay, bro, that's how you solve shit. Crowd right, right. engagement exercise. Holler at me. <laughs> mm. I can work a crowd like you don't know. So... But we do know. Oh, okay. <laughs> Maybe you do. But it was, it, yeah, it was great. Uh, they stood up for more than an hour. They they talked with the with the crowd. Uh, even the, uh, Meryl was served on into the audience. No, he did oh at the God. end. No one serious? got hurt. <laughs> wow. They Meryl's like eight feet tall. Yeah, right. He's tall as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so no, he he took, he took he took somebody's phone because they're like, oh, my friend wants to do like a little selfie thing with the camera and everything else. So they did with a friend on on Instagram. It was great. Uh, then and after that, uh. Denise hooked us up with going backstage. Come on. Wow. And, and, the and girl's just such a supporter. Took pictures wow. and everything else. And uh, yeah, he, he did a, a little uh, Instagram shout out. So shout out to Meryl again. 
Uh, but yeah, it was great. It was it was a, it was a definitely dope. Experience. Yo, I almost got caught out there because I posted that shout out that Meryl did backstage at FIT to Juan Pago, Rachel Aloca, Latinos Out Loud, et cetera, et cetera. And I was home watching my kids that night, and I couldn't go to two things: bragging rights and then something else that I <laughs> oh, wanted to go no. to. So they were like, oh. "You were there." They were like, "You went to see Jesus and Meryl, but oh, you didn't no. go dare you. to." Wow. You know, and I'm like, "No, no, 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 no. Let me clear the air. Um, I wasn't I think there." You'd still be excused if you. <laughs> <laughs> if I may. You bragging and you're not at a bragging rights show? What's up with that? I yeah. really wanted to go to bragging rights, but you know how it is. I got two kids. Sometimes you the know? man's going to take a DJ gig. Well, uh, I think it's time for Frank Spiracy News. The views, opinions, and insinuations made by Frank Nibs do not necessarily reflect or represent those held by the Latinos Out Loud podcast. Live from La Gran Manzana, it's Frank Spiracy News with Frank Nibs. Hello, folks. Hi, Frank. Hi, Frank. Hi, everyone. Hi. You look great with that beanie on, man. Thank you so much. Trying to be like me with your beanie? Yeah, okay. beanie man. Hey. Ah. Beanie man. Not a mercy. <laughs> That's my new Super Bowl answer. Beanie man. <laughs> Guys, I got a good one for you today. But they all are. No, this one is this one is this one is good. What should we do? Should we put on our seatbelt? Should we take a shot of whiskey? What should, should we, we lay do? on the floor? What do you want? No, nah, take a shot of whiskey. I think I we like don't that have one. any whiskey, but I guess I'll pretend Anything. to. Guys, we're going to talk about the spy drone wars today. Oh, okay. Spy yes. drone, drone wars. Wars. Yes. Okay. Guys. Yes. You know, I, I see so many different things on social media, and like I never like touch on it. Like, and these drone stuff. Like, I don't know if you've seen the drones. Like, they're going from like what we see on production companies, like real big drones, and they go into like very tiny drones. Oh. They go into like quarter-sized drones, and these drones can actually facial recognize your face. They can like they're smart. They can re- recognize terrain, and they could kind of go on their own. And um, the reason I'm reporting on this is because there's people in the Midwest that's been seeing like swarms of drones, schools of drones flying in the sky, and these Whoa. things are so intelligent that they've been forming like almost like a Voltron type of. Uh, images and there was one in toronto the other way the other day of like a dna structure you know that eight (gasps) yes and they turn into different things you can see an actual plane but it's actually uh, maybe hundreds of drones together and they fly together they call them choreographed drones yeah wow yes i feel like i saw this in a movie who's that guy from 300 Uh, Gerard, you know which Butler. one I'm talking about? Where like the president gets assassinated. Uh, yes. They do that. That's yes. what they do with the drones. And yes. they do exactly what you're describing. Right. So and everything you're saying, I can see it in my you head. You can see it in movies like, like Minority Report also. Yes. They go out and they get you with the drones. I mean, mm-hmm. and there's, there's people that have been followed by drones and schools of drones in the Midwest and places. It's all over like social media. They don't know where it comes from because these drones could actually be flown from remote places. You don't have to be in the actual places. There's people, I've worked on productions of people in, in, in a central location and they're flying drones like miles away. Remotely. Remotely. They could fly them into a house. They could fly them to, yeah, into a, a car. Yes. Absolutely. They can come into my living room? Anywhere. Now in saying that, I showed you guys, or I sent you guys a mosquito-sized drone. Yes, yes. You didn't see it, Carmen, but I sent it in a group text to everybody else. Sorry about that, Carmen. You're not part of that. Mosquito. <laughs> right. They have mosquitoes, like the size of my thumb, okay? You got and a they big can, thumb, though. They can fly anywhere. That's so, a fat mosquito. That's, yeah, that's a fat a, mosquito. It's a mosquito that's duro. more like a bumblebee. <laughs> Anyhow, these mosquitoes slash drones can fly anywhere, Rachel, and they can go in your house. And they Can, can they go take, in your body? They can take DNA from you. They can sometimes even... Like 
pluck you like a like an insect and take your blood and take your DNA sample. Can I kill what? it? Can I kill it with bagel? You could kick that shit with fa- fabuloso and uh, what is it? The other one, it cloro. Mistoline. Mistoline. That shit kills anything. What? But I don't know about these these mosquito drones. And do they make the same noise or are they like sound robotic when they? Can you tell the difference? You know what? Uh, interesting thing. The government put this out the other day that they've let out um, micro mosquitoes that they've created into the society and they have to let the public know that they let these things out i got a, i got bit by a mosquito like a year ago and i swear to god they even put rfd chips in you and i really thought no, i swear to it's god it's over bro yeah. that's it i thought that's i got fun. bit by one of these so my mother gave me a, a culebra a aceite de culebra con café cobra I, cobra oil aceite de culebra with coffee what? and that shit i don't know that shit took out everything <laughs> That shit yeah, took out the spe- chip and did everything. You, like, I don't know and your small intestine. That's what that shit took out, out the chip and everything. You I saw to, the chip? I swear to God, that shit took You're out everything. You're looking at the toilet like, oh, there's the chip. It's gone. But I got bit by this shit. This shit's no joke. Seriously. And I mean, you can look this shit up. The government actually put out a whole bunch of mosquitoes and they had to let the government, they had to let the public know that they did this. You know, it's so funny because this weekend we had like this fly and my girl was <laughs> like, you know what? You're not man enough. You can't swat that fly. And I'm like, babe, I think this this is, I think this is a robot. This is no way this is a regular fly. So I feel Some like you're right. Gangsta. Yo. Yo. They're gangsta flies. That I'm going to let you guys Yo, this something. fly was teasing me. It I'm was like, you, it would gave stay you the there. Fuck you, yeah. Mike, it's funny you say that. The guys from the block have been telling me that there's pigeons that stand still on windowsills and be looking at them for like weeks at a time. And they throw little pellets at <laughs> And they're not on PCP? No, man. And these quote-unquote birds drones are really looking at them and they throw like little rocks and they start flying away and they come back so they really feel that some pigeons i swear to god you could look at them. so i would feed them and then if they don't get like us and i feed them poison and if the pigeon doesn't die then it's a robot yo that's a good and one and if it's regular mm. then i feel bad then I'm, you're a pigeon killer yeah i'm a pigeon killer i'm just letting then everybody good. know that's great works out both ways wait yeah. so what is it so your boys don't do anything all day and they only do is they hang the on the corner and people assume they're doing illegal illegalities and they put pigeons up in these <laughs> window cells and they and they, they stare at them right back and they stare at them all day your boys and the you pigeon know, to stare down i don't think yeah. frank is that far off i mean like you know drones thank you thing. i mean like that's how we fight wars nowadays yes. you know We're yeah but even... the small ones that's like impo- that's un- that's not fair Listen, in the Obama administration was the first time a U.S. citizen was killed by a drone strike, which was a, a, a rogue police officer from the LAPD that went into the mountains of California. And it was the first citizen that was killed by a drone strike. What was he? A drone strikes of people in the Middle East. In the near future, we won't need a police force. We would just have drone strikes on American citizens. Frank, Frank, what I'm really scared about, last yes. point here, what I'm really scared about is... Mm-hmm. When it gets commercialized and women can use that and they'll oh, send man. mosquitoes to, to, to spy on people. You know what I mean? Wow. That's... And then they'll put the microchip and then the girl have an app and she'll know where her man is at at all times. Wow. That's what I'm saying. Maybe you of. should start this business model, Mike. Yeah. Don't give these ladies any a, a ideas, mochi, What would you call it? Like a, 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 a mochi Fly on the wall. Mochi see you. Mochi see you. Mochi see you. Mochi tell you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Well, Frank, thank you so much. Well, I'm you're scared. welcome, folks. Always trying to inform the Eloeros, always on what's Thanks, going Frank. on in this. Uh, I'm a little scared, gracias. but yeah, no, don't be scared. These things are, you know, they're gonna. As a matter of fact, you can always get an EMF uh, uh, frequency, uh, uh, and it kills the frequency if there's any drones around. You can look into it into Amazon. 
You plug it into your house, and, and any drones that are going around you, it will kill the drone's frequency, and it'll kill them. It's just like a fly. It just oh, sure. flo- fl- fl- out of the air. Okay. I like that you're giving away the secrets. I like have to. I have repeller. to. I got to yeah. find a formula to, you know, all these things that I'm coming. Yeah, because you, know, you just and, scare us and leave right, us. Right, I don't like, want to do we that. We don't sleep for a week until we get back here. Right, I don't want to do you that. You give us solutions, we're good. I gotta Maybe we that. should look into LOL drones and use them in a positive <gasps> oh way. Oh, my God. So and then... And then and then they'll fly into the phone and subscribe. Yes! They go in there, their finger touch screen and go yes! like that. And they'll go to all the like you know TV tops and set their channels so the Latinos I love podcast. And we go to college campuses, go to the fraternity and sorority. All the, the Alexas ones. out there, yeah. listen to the Latinos out loud, oh get the download. Oh my god! Oh my god! Wow, Onto guys! Something. Frank, thank you. Amazing. Thanks for the good idea, Frank. Thank you very much, folks. All right, folks. Uh, here we go to a commercial break. Hey, America, Christopher Hahn here, the Aggressive Progressive Podcast. What is with the president and the right-wing echo chamber encouraging these astroturf protests against stay-at-home orders around the country? It's ridiculous, and it needs to stop. Check out the Aggressive Progressive Podcast wherever you download podcasts. I'm Royal Oaks. Next time on Too Many Lawyers, COVID continues to reshape the law. Supreme Court arguments will be held by teleconference. The justices won't even know if the lawyers are wearing pants, which is fair given the eternal mystery of what's under those black robes. Los Angeles County is springing 25% of its inmates. The sheriff suggests folks get ready for what might be a spike in crime. Check it all out on the next episode of Too Many Lawyers. All right, you guys, it's that time of the show where we interview somebody amazing, 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 amazing. And we met and and it just was magical. And I'm so thankful to have him in the room. His name is, well, he's that guy, Medina, but he's the founder of the co-working space and incubator space for multicultural, the only one in this country. Give it up one time. Hey. I, oh snap! That, that was a wordy intro, and I feel like I didn't do it justice. Can you give us your real, like, what is like, what do you tell people when you meet them in an elevator? Like, hey, what do you, hey, you in the nice hat? What do you do for a living? Hey, lady, let that purse go. I'm all right. No, that's not what I say in elevator. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you too. You too. Yeah, I get like, that. What's like, a week? You know. Like, no, calm down. It's yeah. all right. Um, what do you do? So what I do is um, I run a space that celebrates us, celebrates um, multicultural people, Black, Latin, X, women, LGBT enterprises, brick and mortar startups, and every day we build a culture that helps them gain access and resources and build themselves up because there's not enough safe space for us as it is in any industry. So every day I'll just create more and more opportunities for us, whether it's investment or, you know, coaching, celebrating um, achievements and milestones with them, having private screenings. We do it all. So what's this environment like, uh, this multicultural workspace, and how does it differentiate from the other co-working spaces out there? So first and foremost, I think how we're different is co-working is transactional. So co-working is when you go and you buy a subscription for a seat or a suite and you work out of that space. It's fairly cold, um, you know, and shade, no shade. Like that's like we work. Um, you just walk in, you work and you leave. My space from day zero was called a share space, which is when my team and our community back your idea and your venture and create access and resources by share economy. So if maybe that room is not the room I need to be in, I'm going to put you in that room. 
and that might be your room for your win. And so that's the, the way immediately. The other thing is that we culturally affirm you. So like you'll walk in one day and it's like salsa playing and there's like, you know, dulces on the bar. Mm. And then the next day it's Afro beats and it's like our local our local soul food joint. So it's it's a it's a way that you don't feel out of place because there's so many times we walk into workspaces or we walk into rooms and we feel like we have to give our pedigree or we feel like we have to validate or we have to code switch and speak mm. properly oh. and make sure that they don't call me any kind of other name than Medina, you know. I totally code switch at reception. Hi, I'm Rachel Strauss. <laughs> Strauss? No, not Strauss Muniz. I'm not sure who that is. <laughs> who is? Who let her in? I have Strauss no idea. Strauss is what's on my identification. <laughs> then Rachel passes the reset. Mira lo que yo tonta aquí. Loco. Y esa blanquita en el frente. I tricked her. She let me in. As I get to the turnstile, y'all fucked up. Bye. <laughs> exactly. And you don't have to do that. You don't have to do that in my space. That's It's like rare air. You come in and people think you're brilliant based on the value of your idea. I love that I get to do that. And then I have to leave that space, unfortunately, and go and like gain investors and gain traction and, and you know, have people believe that we're brilliant because we are. Like the facts and stats say we're brilliant. We just need more opportunities. So I'm noticing that you're wearing a dope shirt. It says Newark on it. Why did you decide to join, uh, start off this in Newark? Uh, first things, it was getting tough in Brooklyn to run my company. Like, gentrification is real. Um, I grew up, I was born and raised in Brooklyn, so... Brooklyn. 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 Shout out Gowanus. Shout out. Oh. <laughs> it's a different Gowanus. Yeah. In all but, fairness, I've been there 11. That's pretty good, though. But now yeah. Brooklyn's... Yeah. It's, it's not the same anymore. No, not at all. It's like... It's soft. Yeah, Brooklyn's like, where you going, girl, D'Agostino? That's Brooklyn now. Oh, my God. Totally catching you at the Starbucks. It's on 4th Avenue now. It is on 4th. But no, it really was. I was like at that swing of gentrification. It was hard to run my business. It was hard to keep my business and 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 help my community so part of my my like folk agency i own an agency of 11 years um okay right and we've had some good wins but um one of my clients was then um a gentleman named Corey booker hey the Corey booker yes Mm -hmm. the Corey booker um shout out to booker and the whole camp but um it was uh you know mayor bid now senator and he you know really talked to me about newark he was like newark's a great american city it's a multicultural city it's one of the few in the country you know come help us rebuild it your skill set's definitely needed and i'm like bro i'm brooklyn till i die casket first i'm not leaving <laughs> <laughs> that's how we do Hope up along where yeah. i'm from yeah i'm down like down yeah down that canal <laughs> green and all i was like yeah. i ain't leaving um, but he like really came he's like no you know you know medina this is an opportunity for us to really show what we can do and rebuild a great american city and i'm like Corey, i help write your sub but um the the ultimate i came to newark i took a two-hour tour 20 days i moved my life and i moved my agency wow. there i doubled my staff tripled my square footage and kept all of my equity um and so in newark i've been able to show what um strategy and design can do but i was one of the few entrepreneurs of color walked in and had his own space his own you know his own clout and i just started taking entrepreneurs and it was like the next thing you know i had all these squatters so these entrepreneurs from what walks of life do they come it says here that your space is industry agnostic elaborate on that for us so we we 
cater to a whole bunch. Like you could have an entrepreneur who wants to start a brick and mortar. Shout out to like Edwin who owns Ulala Empanadas, one of my favorite spots in Newark. Mm. Sounds um, delicious. And he has two locations <laughs> now. He's a boss. <laughs> right? um, to we have immigrant stories. We have people who choose to come to Newark because they find it to be their safe space. We're a sanctuary city as well. Um, and so we'll have someone who is starting their their first iteration of a startup all the way up to creators of content our people own like whether you're black or latin x we own content and we own cultural um cultural currency i just broker it for us i call myself a culture broker and Mm, i help them understand that that. equity um trademark pending um (laughs) yo good idea but is that in your twitter bio it is in my bio it's on linkedin yeah (laughs) put the hashtag now i I discovered it made up with that on fourth avenue at that starbucks okay all right (laughs) but but girl look at this shirt i bought at (laughs) d'agostino i'm a culture so that's what they, they, they're they just looking for the access and resource. Sometimes they need micro investment. We need to talk about wealth building in a way that we're not ashamed of outside of where we're strong. Um, so we'll have micro funders come in. So they're all industries, but we have a podcast studio. We have a multimedia studio. We have an event space that fits 125 people. Um, we have suites and independent desk and we have ambassadors. So even if my, my people are just starting and don't have the fiscal resources, I might not be able to give you that money right off the bat, but you can trade service out hours to equal space and we can help you take a space have a desk and you in a, in exchange you just help us with administrative work help mm. us give a tour help us keep the space you know up to date and and that's how we help everybody in the community it's like work wow. study back yeah. in college you know you used yeah. to be ra or something mm-hmm. just to counterbalance some of the fees and shit like a co-op kind of yeah, yeah. like the co-op on seventh the co-op on seventh still doing very well <laughs> yep. um but no we need we do that already right on our blocks we always help out our neighbors we help we have yeah. that mentality I just think we need to extend it into business so that that way we're helping each other win. And there has to be that that person that believes in you, that bet on you. We all remember that one person that bet on us and said, I think you can do it. And the next thing you know, the course of your life has changed. And that's that's really what we do at EcoSpace. I want to go a little bit backwards because at, for, for you to start something like this is very unique because not everybody's like, hey, I want to start this. Where did this come from? Who were some of your um, people that you looked up to and how they worked to get this to the spot that you're at right now thinking this way? So for me, it really started on my block. Like it started that like everyone on my block had a hustle. I think that's the one thing about Brooklyn that you could still find in those original OG neighborhoods. It's like everybody was was trying to make their way out. Um, I just found it to be a lonely place when you did get out and you were in these new rooms. Like, you know, when I got into corporate America and it's like, oh, you made it, you know, the whole block's looking at you. I was like one of the first to graduate college and I'm in these rooms. I'm so lonely and I, I can't be my true self. I'm pouring myself in this corporate model, you know, look this way and talk this way. And that's how my parents taught me, you know, just this is how this is your pathway. And I started finding more people who were like me who were just so much more than that corporate box. And the minute they broke out, people like, you know, I looked up to like Diddy. I looked up to, um, of course, Jennifer Lopez. I, I looked up to all these people who broke their molds and told their stories, but there was no one in business. Like I didn't have someone in business to look forward to. It was like, how do I how do I kill that corporate ladder? Um, and, and really honestly, that's how I started to break. I was like, well, maybe I need to be that person. 
We were talking before about how you're noticing that there's like severe underrepresentation in some sectors. Now that you have this bird's eye view of all these different people, um, like for example, the tech space. Mm. What's up with that space? Where are we? So if you like, that's the part that gets me mad. Um, just because I am a strategist, so I look at the numbers. That's how I build my cases. You know, uh, a large amount of investors are white men, and I have to again explain to them the value of our community and the impact we have. Because we control the markets. Like we control every market. We just don't own them. Mm -hmm. So you're always playing on someone else's level field. You're always in someone else's house. So how do we own the house? And so for me, what was making me angry is I was doing strategy work for some of these firms and they would be like, vet out some of these, vet out some of these companies. Like we want to see startups of color. We want, And then they would completely shut them down for no reason. Or they would mm -hmm. ask women the most infuriating questions like, well, do you plan on having you know children anytime soon? Because what? that- that might impede, you know, your 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 plan of your business or or you know, oh sweetheart, that sounds like a good idea. You know, I mean, I'll bring this to my wife. Maybe she'll she'll like that. Or you know, hon, I I think Carmen's eyes are huge <laughs> right now. Are you okay? Do you need help closing them? <laughs> yes. It's like oh, I mean, I'll, I you know, I feel like Rachel, we've been there, right? Yeah. We, we hear things like this. Of course. So what does that doesn't do? doesn't make it easier to hear that it's happening in other places that where I'm not. And, and, and not only that, like Latinas and women are winning. Everybody want to bet. You put me in a room blonde, I'm betting on women. No offense, fellas. Like women are killing okay. the game. Mm -hmm. Latinas Future. are starting businesses at 155% more than um than men. Like men in general. And the last, that's a nine year story. 155%? Yep. And yet only 2% are represented in tech. For, for African-American women, less than 0.2% investment in tech. But they bring in $52 billion in profit without investment. Wow. So you look at those numbers and you go, it's got to be racial bias. It has to be prejudice. It has to be the reason. Or what I'm trying to do is, well, that's my opportunity. And that's why you're seeing a lot of our community now step into the venture space. That like you're seeing those Nick Cannons. You're seeing, you know, yes. Charlemagne the God. You're seeing all these people jump into the space because we will create the next disruptive platform. You know, there are too many of us who have invested who don't get the credit as is. I think now is a time where we need to turn that tide. Um, my question to you is for entrepreneurs, what are certain things that you need to relay to them, to them understanding when they're going to start a business, not to make those mistakes? What are certain things that they need to look into? Get the fuck off social media. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. You're calling me out? Sorry. I'm a bad entrepreneur. Sorry no, no, about no. that. I mean, like as the model. Don't look at social media as the model because that like you go to so you go to Instagram to show how you want your life to be like not how the reality of the life is that you lead. I I, I tried to take so if y'all follow me it's real shit. It's <laughs> it, not for real. It's my struggle with food. It's my I'm an emotional eater when the you know the funds is low. I'm the self funder of equal space. There ain't no other person stepping in. My team needs to get paid. That's my money. Okay. My rent needs to get paid. That's my money. The bills, the heat, the electric. Was that nerve-wracking when you did that? Like, I mean, you're investing your own money into this. How was that? What was that feeling like? Yo, I'm doing this. Like, scary as fuck. I, I'm I'm not a millionaire. Like, that's isn't that what you look at? Like these people who do you, you got to be Oprah. You know, you right. got to be Tyler Perry. You got to be, you know, I, I'm not that guy. But we've done so much with so little, even if all I could do was afford the room, at least I felt like I was doing something. Like, mm -hmm. if not, if you just look at it and you say that's just the way it is, you're complacent and signing off on that shit. You sign off every day. If you don't step up and step out for something, even if it's an empathy, I'm not a woman, but I will fight an empathy of woman. I'm not a trans woman, but I will listen and try to fight an empathy for those people. If I don't, if I'm in the room and I let that language pass and I let those people be 
behave that way. I am signing on yeah. that. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was like, I can't do a lot for you. And there are more. Who, there are probably people who could do more, but this is what I can do. And then that, that's all I tell my people every day. I was like, this is what I can do today. Then tomorrow's better. And, you know, the next day is better. And, you know, I, I work. That's a good thing about being Latino, y'all. We can work, mm-hmm. work, 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 like out of nowhere. Like I can work. I worked last week. I worked till 3 a.m. every single day for <laughs> six days straight. And we still just, showed up. We love getting our hands dirty. We cannot just sit there with white gloves on. You no. know, we're still doing the work, no so matter what we're doing, where ethic. we are. Yeah. Medina, I'm curious, like if you were on social media all day and it was like an Instagram story or live, what would that typical day look like in that space? Uh, I'll talk about Friday. Friday was a Friday was a fun day. So um, on Friday, my day starts. <laughs> day starts at four forty-five a.m. Wow. Um, my emails are read by five fifteen. Um, and shout out, people think that like that came out. My father is a U.S. Postal Service man, and he is at the truck by five a.m. So my dad's up to this day running that fucking truck on time. So I got that that get up from my dad and my mom. Okay. Um, so I just get up that early. I probably train for two hours. I'm in my office before anybody else. I usually turn the lights on. On. Um, Friday, our great mayor, Raz J. Baraka, black mayor of the largest city of New Jersey, that's Newark, um, does his podcast out of my space. So nice. I'm prepping with my audio engineer. Shout out to Alex by 9.30. Um, coffee, tea, water's prepped for him by uh, 9.45. Studio's open. He's there by 10.20 promptly. Uh, his forward is there at 10.15. Shout out to Desiree and Taquan. I know everybody. I'm there every day. So I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. so our mayor records his podcast. We're done with that. The next thing you know, we have an investor meeting. We field investors out for our startups. That's a difference in share spacing usually go get your own investor mm. we're showing every day these are our startups these are they're even on the placemats on the tables like you see all of our members there so i'm always pitching them for them i'm like hey you know you should bring some of your venture capital here you want to do social impact bring bring a hundred thousand here bring me 250 give me fifty thousand. give me five i don't give a fuck what you're gonna give me just give me some money mm-hmm. um so that i can pass this to my investors after that one of our ambassadors like i said they trade service hours for days he packaged his first um independent film mm. the theory of uh music in brick city all uh original music done by newarkers um, newark musicians newark actors some who have awesome. never acted before we had his screening in our space so i finished painting the floor at 5 45 the event was at 6 p.m the empanadas were delivered at 6 45 the turn up <laughs> wait 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 what kind of empanadas were they todo so that's ulala empanadas he even makes them as desserts Ooh. so there's what? like guava well, like and cheese, guava and cheese. Oh, i knew you were gonna say that Okay, y'all favorite. can't see me, but it's such a good thing. It's such a good thing. I Why love is you. that combination like I the don't best. know what it, it's like better than peanut butter and jelly on my list? It's Isn't it peanut butter and jelly though? It's better. It's just better. It's I mean, like it's another a, that's level. a hot take. That's a hot take right yeah. there. It's another <laughs> level. The yeah, and then we have a gin factory in um, called Newark Distillery. Um, so we had uh, they sponsored um, drinks, and we all cheered to him and um, had a really great moderated panel. And then the jazz band came in, a Newark jazz band, and like <laughs> modernized jazz. It was jazz with rap laid over it. And my night stopped. Um, I picked up the last cup and mopped the floor at twelve midnight. And that was a Friday at Equal Swiss. What do you, What do you do to unwind? Like, what is your like? What, what's your? He mops. <laughs> mop, mop, mopping is chilling. You know, like, I do that at home. I that's the no. secret. A little bit right of mistolin lavender. Well, no, because Yo, no, but fabuloso <laughs> all day, bro. Fabuloso. <laughs> no, fabuloso también. Purple one, right? I'm okay yeah, purple. With fabuloso. Thank you. Yeah. No, because I asked because. I ask because your brain is probably on 
24-7, you do need a little time to detach and kind of like recharge your batteries. What do you do for that? So I work out two to three hours every day. Ah, gym. okay. That, okay. Yeah, Are I you work. listening to podcasts while you're... Uh, uh, is that yeah. how you listen to us? Latinos, hello. Yeah. <laughs> Are we a good workout podcast, Medina? <laughs> I think y- y'all get me up in the morning. Y'all are like my version of the, the best breakfast club ever. Ooh. With a desayuno club. With a desayuno club. But instead of peanut butter and jelly, we have the empanadas <laughs> with guava and the cheese. I'm saying, and a cafecito. Ooh, you yeah. cafe con leche, loco. Yeah. So I do that. Um, I'm also really fortunate because I'm a, I'm, a, I'm an extremist. I think people kid themselves too much. They're like, oh, balance and, you know, moderation. I do. I meditate at least an hour a day. I do. I use an app called Calm. Um, I do read, um, and I do have a really great family. And you know, my boyfriend checks the shit out of me. So is he ever been like, "Yo, you working too much?" Yo, he man. checked me before this podcast. He was like, "Don't come home at midnight." And I'm like, oh. so I was like, "Damn, that's good." Yeah, he, he does. Good. And, and then we have, like, I have pets. I have a corgi and a pit bull, a rescue oh. pit bull. Um, so. I do, but they get to come to the they get to come to my space. Our, our Your buildings dog, dog friendly. friendly. Oh, dog friendly too. So they be chilling with, with us. They're like the mascots. But um, are you cat friendly? Yeah, I, okay. pet, I pet the cat. Are you fish friendly? Fish friendly. <laughs> Who's gonna bring their fish? You ate, yeah. uh, support Just a support animal. Beta, a little... Does is there a mold Medina, for a support some, animal? Medina, I have some bacalao here in this tank. Are you like? <laughs> can I allow it in your That's space? Like, just keep it in the Imagine, lobby. I, guess. I have a support lobster. Is yes. that okay if I bring my with a card? Lobster We're back at Fourth Avenue delicious. in Brooklyn. I'm sure there's a support lobster somewhere. <laughs> this is my support hedgehog. Okay, oh I need him wherever I go. Oh my Absolutely. god! Absolutely. <laughs> so, Medina. Uh, is your vision expanding on this? And you have this in Newark. Are you planning on to go in different cities and where? So um, I did my TED talk based on equal space. And th- the idea was always to create these spaces in the places that people aren't looking, um, which are our places. So you have L.A. So people think like WeHo. I want I want us in like Chicano, L.A. I want mm-hmm. us in like Crenshaw, L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very Nipsey Hussle. Nipsey Hussle is another model that I've admired before. I, I loved him as a rapper. I loved him as a businessman because he did start a co-working space in L.A. Mm-hmm. back in his spot. So like oh. that shit really meant something to me to have someone cross over into that world and do that social impact work. But for me, it would be going to like Wynwood District in, in Miami. Everyone shouts out Wynwood like the arts, but Wynwood's a Latino and black neighborhood and we're getting pushed out because of those wonderful Levi Stadium and wonderful Hard Rock. They're like pushing us through. So like I want equal space in those cities. I want us on the black brown side of every city because there's a tale of two cities. And this is that let's go backwards a little bit. How does that work? Do you have to look for uh, buildings? Like, can you guys can you give us a little insight how that works when you're starting off and looking for spaces and stuff? So that almost connects with what would I tell younger entrepreneurs, like if they were starting their businesses, starting equal space was like, is the biggest fight of my life as a businessman. I have 11 year business that was in the black month three. So I have a a very successful first business. It's still running today. I have a team of five. Um, and I've done work for Pepsi and Coke, and I've done work for one of the, you know, the most influential politicians today. But the fact of the matter is, for equal space to get space, I have to pay. And you also have to be able to be guarantors. Mm. So as my space increased, I had to have five to six times the amount of the rent for five to six months. Mm. Wow. In my account. So you got to be sitting on money like you got money to sit on in order to move forward. Or you have to have what I call equity. 
So I have cultural equity. That's why I call myself a culture broker. So for companies like who pay the top dollar, like the Port of Authority is one of my tenants of mm-hmm. New York, New Jersey. They want access to black, brown businesses. I am your gatekeeper. So you will pay top dollar to be in my space. But my ambassadors, my ambassadors don't pay. So I Robin Hood people all day too because we don't realize our power and I'm all about manipulating that power. So for me, Equal Space has to be able to sign the lease. I have to be able to prove that I have the money for it. Um, And then the other part of it is we have to be able to outfit the space. That's what also cripples my entrepreneurs. So your credit, like talking about credit with black, brown folk is probably the hardest conversation I have to have off the bat. But you do have to talk about your credit. You have to get your credit on point. It is a relationship. It could be like abusive one minute and then six months later, it looked like a good relationship. Mm. It really can. Your credit doesn't stay down. It stays down if you don't attend to it. So being able to do that, being able so to- So you're educating your, the entrepreneurs. Yeah, we have hard conversations yeah. about credit. Yeah, because yes, it's like, yo, what's your credit score? And then be like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yo, why are we going to talk about that? They yo. start eye dodging or yeah. they start like looking down. But last down. time I checked, like five years ago, it was good. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yo, know the number, but it was yo, good. Yo, like 250 is good, right? 250 is kind of good. I think it right? was like a six. Have you done, have you done <laughs> Experian 10, right? before? I don't know her. I don't know her. I ain't never messed with her. Who's Experian? <laughs> Who you been talking to? And I'm like, ah, okay, let's see it for a minute. It's so funny. But why is that? Let's dig deeper. Why is it that like the entrepreneurs, like people don't pay mine? Is it something that they've never had somebody come to them and say, hey, look, you got to focus on this? So it's systematic oppression. Like we could be, like dissect that. Then I'll start saying there's like satellites in your dollar bills, but let's calm down. Partner up with Frank. Frank can come in, right? Frank can start the conversation. Yo, you ever noticed they got a pyramid? They're like, sir, let's talk about this pyramid thing. But by the way, what is your credit score? Yeah, I, saw, I, saw the, I saw the wonderful show run and I'm like, Frank, I was like, my dad be like, Easy Pass is tracking you. Mm, um, and now they're taking pictures yeah. so, in your face. So I smile for the camera when I see the flash. I'm like, yeah. hey. Your next headshot. <laughs> yeah, throw the peace sign. You know that shit's uh, yeah. HD. So first you do, if you want a community to be completely powerless, the first thing you do is you take away their education. The second thing you do is you take their, away their access to funds and financial wealth. Third is politics and land. I just named the top four things that are wrong with every community of color because it's on purpose. The minute you secure land, you secure equity. You secure equity, you can secure more funding. Mm. You can use your land to rip, to flip and keep on doubling how much you can take out. So land is access. Your credit score is access. How much you save. We don't have save. We have spend mentality. Mm. And I call that poor mentality. Mm. What so I have right on my now, feet shows me. If I have a car but I don't have I don't have land, it's fine because my car is flashing on the block. I'm popping. So it's like yeah. And right now is tax season. So we have a lot of individuals instead of like entrepreneurs or people that are like, yo, I'm going to say this. Like, yo, I'm going to go with I'm going to get like a male lipo. <laughs> it's a good time right now. I'm gonna drop like a G on. So it's it's true how you people... saw the marker in DR for the sale, didn't you? Yeah, it's an Instagram uh, ad. So I was like, fuck it, this is legit. But, but it is that it's a it's it's a it's a, a shifting of mentality that you just you start to believe that what's immediately gratifying to me and social media perpetuates it. That's why I say stay away from social media. You see all these entrepreneurs flying place. They're renting those cars. They're flying. I know these people. Some of them are my clients. They're renting those cars. Those airlines. They're stepping right off of it. They're you know <laughs> they got they got. They got rent a bag. They got a rent a bag. They sit in there with like you know stock exchange. They buy a pair of shoes. They put them on StockX. They flip them out for. That's exhausting. Yo, Having know, that kind of life is just exhausting. I know somebody that uses green screen, and then they, the plane is not even there. They're using green screen. So or they, they or they do. run you in, in Miami. That's yeah, yeah, me. Didn't Little so, Bow Wow get caught doing this? Yes. Yeah. Yes. 
I have to ask, do you have a mantra? I would like to know what your mantra is. Oh, great do you question. have something that you say to yourself, like, you know, some words of wisdom that you say for yourself? Um, I started, um, 2019 was rough at the end because Equal Space was growing and it was like, I was working nonstop and I was just in a mental space. I was in a good place because I kept saying what I didn't do. Like mm. I kept just dismantling everything I built. I kept saying, but I didn't do that, but I didn't do that. And so um, I keep repeating comparison kills courage. The minute I start comparing myself to someone else, I'm like, that's not the look. And peace, joy, happiness, peace, joy, happiness, peace, joy, happiness, peace, joy, happiness. Like I keep saying that since 2020 started, it's the first thing I started, I opened my eyes, I'm like, peace, joy, happiness. Because I would run, when I got my eyes opened, I'd start running the list of things I didn't do mm. over and over again. Oh, you didn't yes. do that. You didn't call that person. You didn't email that person. Did you get that check? Or are you going to make payroll? It would roll before I could even get my feet on the floor. And I just wasn't happy with that anymore. So I just started like trying to do these mind hacks to get myself on those on those better wavelengths. I think we all do it. Yeah. But. I love that. Well, you guys, culture broker Medina, one wow. time. Ooh. One time for all that knowledge. Thank you so much for coming by and for having such a candid conversation with us. No, thank y'all for having me. Y'all rock. Y'all my heroes. Aww. I love you guys. Please keep hero. doing it. I, I said it when I first liked it. I was like, I, I have listened to this this um, podcast. It's so much bigger than that. You guys are creating space digitally for other people to, you know, feel like they could get their voices out there and we need that. So please keep doing this work. How thank beautiful you. is that? Stop it. You're getting me verklempt. Okay, you guys, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Fuchila Air Fresheners Que Lo Que segment. Have you gone to the Fuchila Fresheners website yet? You don't know what you're missing. You don't know what you're missing out on for your sensories, for your smell. That sense of smell is going to go nuts once you smell the Walter Mercado Air Freshener in your rearview mirror. So go to fu com and use the code LOL20 right now. We'll wait. <clears throat> go ahead. Okay, cool. That was enough time, I think, to type in F-U-C-H-I-L-A, Freshners.com. So now I'm going to pass it over to Medina. Medina, que lo que? Sup, so y'all can catch Equal Space at Equalspace.co, or you can catch us on Equal Space Co. on IG, The Equal Space on Facebook, Equal Space Co. on the Twitter, and you can find me, uh, um, C-I-T-I Medina, on all platforms. Um, I'm especially fresh on IG. All right, uh, it's my turn. Uh, Uptown Collective, first Fridays, Langston Hughes Birthday Bash edition at the Schomburg Center for the Research in Black Culture. Come out for the special first Friday edition to celebrate the 119th birthday of the poet, longtime Harlem resident, Frank, 119. Wow, that's like amazing. 10 years older than you. Um, and a friend of the Schaumburg Center, Langston Hughes, enjoy the throwback Harlem Renaissance style vibe with beautiful people, hip-hop music, and creative libations. Wow. And for me, my, my shout-outs is just Juan Bago on all the platforms. Also, Corriente Latina. Check them out. They've been a great support. And uh, that's that for me. All right, my turn. So first, super duper shout out to our Latino gang gang at Yero.com. That's mm -hmm. double L-E-R-O.com, the news and lifestyle platform for Latino men. 
This week, they shared how Latinos are remembering Kobe Bryant. So visit Yero.com to see the moving tributes. I got a couple of shows I got to give a big shout out to right now. Okay? Okay? So I'm in the Scrap Show with Jamie Fernandez. That is this Friday, February 7th at the Pit at 7, 7 on 7. So we're going to be at the Stryker Theater. Shout out to Dylan Eschbog and Sarah Ann Houghton for putting this best of Scrapped show together. It's going to be 30 of us writers on stage. I have no idea what to expect, but get get a load of this. It's red carpet. It's like Ooh. dress your finest. Ooh, mm-hmm. wow. nice. So you may see me in a ballroom gown. I don't know. We're going to see. We may go floor length, Carmen. What do All you think? Right. I-, I might have to join you. <laughs> <laughs> Or is it just for the people on stage? I totally think the audience should participate. That Jesus, would be fantastic. I would overdress. God, I'm glad we talked about this now. <laughs> so come through. That's 7 on 7 at the pit. So get your tickets at the pit-nyc.com. Then room 28, Carmen, here we are again. Our paths crossing yet again, my friend. I know. I'm looking forward to our show, A Romantic Date with Room 28, Saturday, February 8th. Okay, we're going to be at the Triad Theater. Uh, two shows, 7 p.m. and 9.30. We have amazing stand-up comics, Dwayne Burris Jr. and Glorelli's Mora. So, yay! I mean, you guys, how do you feel about that? Stand-up at a Room 28 show. What? Something different for 2020. Wow. Glory, right? Former guest of the Latinos Out Loud podcast. Yeah. Wow. She's very funny. Yeah, she sure is. I'm in there. So, Carmen, can I turn this into like... Which show are you going to, Frank? I go to the Late Show. (laughs) <laughs> I always go to the late show because then afterwards we go out for drinks. Too. That is true. The There's a show lit the after show. party. Uh-huh. There is a lit after party yep. happening a few blocks away. And oh, if yeah. you go to the late show, you'll find out about it. Well, I'm looking forward to Saturday. Get your tickets at room28comedy.com slash showtime. And guess what, guys? What? This just in. Use code LOL for 20% off your wow. ticket purchase. Wow. wow. It's 2020. You get 20%. Wow. Thank oh, you wow. for saying that. That just really that. put a wow. pretty bow on wow. it. So 20% use code LOL, and we'll see you guys there on Saturday. Follow me at Rachel La Loca. Thank you to everyone for supporting us. Please leave those reviews and subscribe. Click the button. God, don't be so lazy. Yeah. And tell a friend to tell a friend about the Latinos Out Loud podcast. Thank you, Carmen Mendoza, for filling in tonight. We love you, Jamie. Jamie, we are praying for your dad. We miss you. And we hope that your dad is in good health. Um, And on that note, we out. It's the Latinos Out Loud podcast. Oye, mijo, ¿qué show es ese que están escuchando? ¡Tremenda vaina! Hola amigos y bienvenidos a Tremenda Vaina, el show donde escuchas cuatro historias que desafían la realidad. De las cuatro, solamente una es mentira. ¿Cuál será? Nos puedes encontrar en tu plataforma favorita. iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Suscríbete hoy. Y esto es Tremenda Vaina. Tremenda Vaina. 
There have never been more options for your next vehicle, but the right choice has never been clearer. That's because Toyota has a high-performing hybrid built for your exact needs, like the stylish all-new Camry XSE Hybrid and Venza, the spacious Highlander and all-new Sienna with more cargo space, and the fuel-efficient and high-performing RAV4 Hybrid. Toyota hybrids save you time and money, filling up less often at the gas station. And of course, all with 10-year, 150,000-mile warranty on new models. Take the next step. Visit Toyota.com slash hybrid or your local Toyota dealership to learn more.